0: Oh, hello, it's me, Coach T, a little more congested than usual, and I may be coughing here and there, but I thought, instead of giving you guys what I had planned, why not just drop in and record something live for you guys? to the Real Talk Podcast with your host, Coach T, a podcast where empowering, impacting, educating, and elevating people around the world through vulnerable, authentic, and real conversations is what we do. It is a action-oriented podcast, which means grab your pen, your paper, your iPad, or your iPhone to take notes because we are gonna always be giving you nuggets of information which you could apply to your real life. All right, so like I said, we're totally doing this from the couch. I apologize in advance if my voice gets raspy, if I sneeze, I cough, or from whatever reason, my dog decides to make a noise because we are both literally chilling on the couch with a ton of notepads, a laptop, highlighters, pens... My podcast recording setup, which basically just means I got my wires plugged in and a cup of coffee in my hands to keep me going. So I on Sunday got hit with, you know, the typical quote unquote cold that you get when it goes from being 20 degrees to a couple degrees below zero and, you know, not dressing the proper way, refusing to want to wear socks. And yes, now I caught myself a pretty nasty Cold, But I gotta say, day three, I've kicked off the fever and I am starting to feel a little better thanks to just overdosing on oregano oil, good old Echinacea, and doubling up on that dose of vitamin C. I've also got a really cool lunch order from Faux, which I'm quite excited to have. But besides that, I just wanted to jump in here and talk to you guys, because I thought this topic is one that many people can relate to and benefit from. And if maybe not, just a reminder for you guys today. I'm sure you guys know the stats of people overworking and the risk that it has on people's health. And if you don't, let me just remind you that last year in 2021, the WHO, World Health Organization, announced that 745,000 people died from overwork. Seven hundred and forty-five. Thousand people died from overwork it doesn't mean that they overworked and they just collapsed at the office it means that it increased the level of stroke heart attack heart conditions and yes the underlying issue which comes up over and over again is stress if you don't know this stress is the number one killer for every single disease that is generated or created and is going to be the highest ranked reason why people are collapsing in different ways whether it's illness heart attack strokes or being diagnosed with parkinson's stress is the underlying issue for everything and so today i want to talk to you guys less about death and more about giving yourself permission to dial it back and the reason i want to have this conversation with you guys is because i don't know about you but i talk to a lot of people during the week whether it be through coaching or networking and a lot of people share that they thrive under routine they thrive in their structure, they thrive when things are going super well, and they're following through, and they feel really good, and they're healthy, and they're energized. But the second they get sick, or the second they go on vacation, or the second they start overthinking or procrastinating, things just don't run as smoothly. And you know what? I'm a firm believer, and I actually feel the exact same way about all those things. I felt really guilty on Sunday when I got sick, and it's crazy because you're thinking, how do you feel guilty? You're sick. It's a valid reason. It is a valid reason, but as an entrepreneur and a self employed employee who runs a business, I gotta tell you that next week I'm actually taking the entire week off to celebrate American Thanksgiving. And so I thought, oh, how convenient is it that I get sick the week before I'm supposed to take the week off? So, vacation, okay, giving myself that permission and grace to take the week off. But I can't be sick the week before vacation and I don't know if you ever feel this way or maybe you totally feel fine calling in sick often or being able to unplug from work but for those of us who are just high achievers high functioning go 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 feeling constantly the need to be on this is a lot harder for us to be okay with so I'm talking to you guys and I'm sure you've probably also come across books and articles that talk about The more hours you work doesn't necessarily equate to more productivity or improving your results at work. And yes, I know that I've read the numbers and I'm talking to you guys about it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I apply it to my life. And it doesn't mean that you apply it to yours just because you know the stats. And I'm also convinced that you've heard about the power of giving yourself permission to take breaks, to go on vacation, to be able to call in sick, to take a mental health day. And while you entertain the idea of dialing it back here and there. For some reason, people are super resistant to it. So that's what I want to talk about today. There are many reasons we tell ourselves that it's okay to be overworking, whether it be answering emails after dinner, whether it's the pressure to be the hardest working employee at the office, whether it's the need to always be available answering text messages the second you hear the sound beep on your phone, the desire to be like promoted or given a raise, just the nature of the industry you may work in or the culture that your company is structured in. Or it could also be just the need to prove to others that you can handle all the things that yes, you are working 60, 70 hours a week. And yes, you answer emails within three minutes and you answer text messages on the weekend, no matter if you're being interrupted with your kids or family, That you are putting work as a top priority. Do any of those relate to you? Even if you know that dialing it back is the smarter choice and you may still be resistant in doing so because it's just part of your work ethic or the work habits that you've created. But then my question is, how is that helping you? How is it helping you to overwork yourself if you know the facts? If you know the facts that one, not only is it 100% correlated to stress and then for disease and illness and long-term death. And you know 100% that it doesn't leave to be more productive or efficient in the office. It doesn't guarantee a promotion or a raise. It doesn't guarantee that people are going to think better of you or worthy of you because you're the hardest working employee. So why don't you just give yourself the permission to take a break? I want you guys to consider that there's different ways that we can dial it back. And there's a couple of things I just want you guys to consider today when you entertain the idea of dialing it back. First of all, what is the fucking story that you're telling yourself about working more hours, about answering those emails after dinner, about replying to text messages on the weekend and constantly interrupting your friends and family with text message bombs that are coming in for work? What is the story you tell yourself? What is the reason that you're doing it? Seriously, just pause me right now and ask yourself, why do I do those things or why do I deem it okay to do those things? There's no right or wrong answer. Just ask yourself that question. The second thing is when you find yourself an accountability partner where you tell them, hey, I'm currently working on this and I would love to be able to keep myself accountable by telling you that I'm trying to not be interrupted by my phone, to not constantly be holding it in my hand, to not be constantly answering the text messages the second they came in, or to be answering emails on the weekend and just letting them sit in the inbox till Monday, there's actually a 50% more likelihood that you're actually going to accomplish that goal and all goals in general when you have an accountability partner. Because now you've voiced to someone else, not only to yourself, that you're going to do something and you're going to make it happen because you've committed to that other person. The third thing I want you guys to consider is the 80-20 rule, not the 20-80 rule, but the 80-20 rule. And that kicks in here, which means I want you to look at the top 20% of the things that you have to get done in a day that will give you at least an 80% return on your investment, which means you're not spending 80% of the time working. It means you're spending 20% of your time working to get an output generated of 80%. So what are those big rocks? What are the big things you need to do in order for you to cultivate large wins in your day, allowing you to give more time to actually work on the things that actually matter in your job, and then therefore delegate or even just dial back the things that you don't need to be doing. When we work on you know, prioritizations and to-do lists, people often get overwhelmed because they think everything needs to be done. And on the contrary, oftentimes when we look at that list, we can shave off three quarters of the list and push it to the next day. Not procrastinating, but intentionally pushing it to the next day or structuring it at another date and time in your week because the truth is it is not a priority today. But that is a whole other conversation. And the last thing I want you to ask yourself is, I want you to ask yourself, what would your 80-year-old self think? What would they do? You may know this fact, but the top regret that people have on their deathbed includes working too much. Yeah. When you zoom out and pretend you're, looking back into your life it's so much easier to see what's essential and what isn't versus when you're in your day-to-day life grinding away at the office answering one more email sending one more pdf attachment or not taking breaks on weekends or unplugging in the evenings you think oh short term long term no big deal but in fact it is a big deal because it is proven that the top five reasons, one of the top five reasons that people have regrets on their deathbed is the fact that they spent too much time at work. And this applies to you guys who work in corporate offices and also you guys who run your own businesses. So yes, I'm preaching to the choir and I'm also reminding myself of that message because I, this week, caught myself guilty in it. Your ability to give yourself that permission to dial it back in a big or small way has a huge potential to improve not only your results at work, for your business, in your personal life, but also protects your mental and physical health. And you guys know if you've been listening to me or following me for a while, that health is the number one priority in everything that I preach. You deserve to achieve your goals, but you also deserve to keep your body and mind as a top priority. And I want you guys to take that away this week with this episode, you know, It's just a cold that I have, but the other thing is, is that there are bigger illnesses that people are faced with and challenged with, and it doesn't mean that it's just a cold or just gastro or this illness or that that gets in the way that you need to then give yourself permission to dial it back. Don't wait until you're sick. Don't wait until your mental or physical health gets impacted before you decide, okay, it's time to dial it back. Assess your life today. Ask yourself, are you working too much? Do you want to be working that much? Are you okay with working that much? Why are you working that much and why are you giving yourself the storyline or feeding yourself that narrative that it is okay to do so? If you're comfortable with it and you're like, nope, this is just what it is, I live, breathe and do work and repeat, then great, more power to you. But if you're someone who doesn't live and breathe work or at least who doesn't want to, Take this podcast just as a reflection point to just stop and ask yourself, why are you doing it? Who are you doing it for? What are you trying to prove? What are you going to accomplish? And I gave you some facts. They're not Tanya facts. They are facts from the WHO. They are facts from the HB uh, Harvard Business Review. They are facts from Forbes. They are facts from top multinational companies who have done market research. So if you don't take it from my word, take it from theirs, which has a huge weight and impact. And there you have it. I made it without blowing my nose, sneezing, coughing, and hopefully not sounding too raspy on this episode. You got episode 49 for you guys, giving yourself permission to dial it back. I will see you guys, hopefully next week, a little healthier, a little less raspier. And I'm wishing you a bomb.com Wednesday. Thanks for dropping in.